of a new earth. My name is Janice Barcello. Hey, I missed you guys last week. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I do want to ask those of you who are able to please donate to the station to help keep us online and keep this information flowing. Um, Do we have the guest here with us, Frank? Yes, here she comes. Hey, hey. Julia, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I hear you. Okay, welcome. So a few weeks ago, I interviewed this very interesting woman named Julia Lapine, who has written a book called Under a Rock, which is about her experience as someone that is, quote unquote, electrosensitive. So I found my conversation with her to be very interesting. I know some of my listeners also did, and I wanted to have her back. Julia, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, I was just actually reading more of your book. I guess I'm about three quarters of the way through it. And, you know, for my listeners, if we could have you describe your experience of getting tossed over the edge into full-blown, what I'm going to call microwave illness, or other people call it electrosensitivity. What happened? How did that happen for you? Uh, For sure. Well, I think I've been sensitive my whole life, and I've always felt um, noticed annoying noises or felt um, really intense when I'm in town but or in big cities. But I guess it started for me around 2011, 2012. I got, um, for one thing, I hitchhiked it across the country and was sleeping under power lines and near cell towers and just getting a large exposure while not not taking care of myself and stressing my immune system. But then also when I got back, and I, so I, I noticed that my cell phone was bothering me a lot and I couldn't hold it up to my ear without it burning and then to so quote unquote face my fears I climbed a cell phone tower and got a massive dose of radiation and was never quite the same since I never do it that's a terrible idea there's some fears that um, no matter how much you're not afraid of something it still can hurt you but you describe a situation of a having serious digestive issues as I do right now and also ending up in going to a hospital. Right. So, oh, <laughs> could you yeah. So, so that, yeah, there was also that thresholding event. So this tends to happen in stages. Um, it's called the alpha one, two, and three levels. Um, and one is when you can feel the fields, but aren't 
are not completely debilitated by them and can still go to town. Um, two is when you can feel them and they do make you sick. And three is when it's almost impossible to go into town at all or have a normal life without serious medical complications. So the second thing that happened to me that really took me over the edge was I was at a hospital just getting some routine blood work and waiting in the waiting room and the headache just got worse and worse and worse and I decided to just stick it out tough it out because I really wanted to get this blood work done and it almost turned into a seizure it was my vision was going weird and I was shaking uncontrollably and um, nobody really cared in the emergency room because they figured that was just what, what I was there for never have a real emergency in an emergency room so I finally just ran out of the hospital and went and laid down on the ground and like spazzed out for a while and screamed and then eventually the pain stopped and I felt fine and my dad drove me home and then the next morning I woke up and my sensitivity had gone up about times three and I couldn't even go into the house without my these huge varicose veins flaring up on my arms and legs and uh, remember, I was 35 at the time, too, and I never had varicose veins before. They just appeared that day like something had broken with my circulation or nervous system. And I ended up having to move to an abandoned house for the summer on a ski mountain, totally protected away from electromagnetic fields. You couldn't get a cell phone signal there. And I spent six months living up in this house with my cat and hiking and um, having a good time in some ways, but very isolated. And I would get sick anytime I went into an area where there was cell phone service, the same symptoms would come up and I could barely function. And, um, and when I stayed away from it, I'd start recovering and feeling a lot better. You know, I noticed for myself, um, I live in a house right now that has... Uh, an analog meter, no digital meter, and no cell towers in a three-mile radius, and no Wi-Fi, wired internet. So I live in a clean house. When I go into town, like yesterday, I went to the post office. There was a long line because it's getting close to Christmas. And, man, I just cannot wait to get the hell out of there. You know, I start to feel unwell. These people all around me have their phones, and they're using their phones, and they're in the flipping red when you look on an EMF meter. And so this is extremely dangerous, you know, like I can't. Right. We've, we've got to risk our, our lives to mail a letter. I went through a similar experience at the post office last week myself. It's, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be rude to, and say to people, look, could you please get your phone away from me? <laughs> well, and, and even if they don't, there's still Wi-Fi there. I know. I know. And there's cameras everywhere. You know, there's like alarm systems. And I mean, it's just ridiculous yeah it's intolerable and people think that we're just psychological and being too finicky and it's like no uh like just trying to protect my brain here 
Yeah, I mean, I just want to, before we, I wanted to play a video because this is going around and I wanted for both of us to make some corrections about the information this woman is putting out. But before I do this, I want to say that you described at the very beginning, you know, that you were getting headaches and your ear would get hot from the phone. I want to explain to people when I started getting sensitive, when I held a phone, my hand would be buzzing and extremely hot, like I could feel the vibration or the frequency coming off the phone, and my hand would get hot. I was smart enough at that time not to put this thing near my head, okay, but I could definitely feel it, and I developed, and I also could hear the frequencies, what people call tinnitus. I said, you know, I'm here in the electric grid. I know this is not, this is not normal. I'm hearing frequencies. There's no question. So, And then I remember Sophia Smallstorm said to me at the time, oh, well, if you could hear the frequencies, you must be becoming sensitive. And I was like, no, I'm protected. You know, I'm not sensitive. That's not what's happening. And, of course, within the next six months, I was down. I was down for the kill, literally, like I could not get out of bed. So Sophia was right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was becoming extremely sensitive. And it doesn't take long once you start to feel this or hear this or experience heart irregularities or any one of a number, you know, skin rashes, like you said, varicose veins. It doesn't take long before you're going to go over the edge. What do you want to say? Um, not too much, just yeah, it's very consistent with other people's experiences. We all get slightly different symptoms, but there's um some similarities. Yeah. And we have we have right now stories going around the internet, let me stress this, about children in China coming down with a rare form of pneumonia. What I want to stress, and I wrote um a substack about this. I also put it on my Radiation Dangers website, is that these children do not have pneumonia, all this shit about white lung, you know. No, these children are being exposed now to 5G frequencies, which are, you know, on top of the 4G and 3G. It's all of it together. This is being unleashed in the schools. And the children are exhibiting symptoms of radiation sickness, And they will die if this is not addressed. On top of this, most of them or many of them and their teachers have been jabbed, making them walking wireless transmitters and receivers of these frequencies. So what I think is about to happen is that these people are going to die. They're going to say it's a virus and they're going to really push now. For this new world order, mass vaccination, you know, getting everybody into camps, all of this stuff. So we better be aware that it's coming down the pike, friends. All right, they're going to unleash this in a number of places, and people are going to be sick. I want to play this short video for you, and then, Julia, when we come back, I I would love for you to comment on this, and then I'm going to comment, too. So, Frank, if you're there... Yeah, please. It's a three and a half minute video.
in the kill cities. And this is why. If you notice out in California... Hello, everyone. This is Linda Emanuel with Alternative Revelations. This is podcast number 155. And I'm going to go over another point Mosh just came out with. Why do they turn the grid off on day one in the kill cities? And this is why. If you notice out in California, a lot of these city, a lot of these houses, which went up in flames, burst into flames, they experienced a blackout right before their house burst into flames. That is because the frequency from the smart meter cannot pulse through your house when the electricity is running through the house. So they have to cut off the electricity to your house to be able to turn that smart meter on and start pulsing that frequency through your house. So the first thing you do on day one, you have to cut off your breakers. You have to turn off your breakers so no frequency can come into your house. Day one through seven, they're going to be pulsing the 10 gigahertz frequency through your house, which is the same as the airport security. Day eight through nine, they're going to be pumping 20 gigahertz. It's a slow, it's a slow frog kill. They're acclimating you to more and more frequency. Now on day 10, this is when people, they crank it up your smart meter to 35 gigahertz. This is when the electrons on the oxygen that holds it together are spinning and the air becomes non-breathable and people will start noticing pretty soon that they're gasping for air the sharpness of breath they're dizzy they may they may be um passing out and by the way this is only if you're a targeted city and they're turning the 5g onto you so day 10 through 14 if you have those smart if you have the smart meter cut off from your house by turning off the breakers, you are not going to get this frequency pumping through your house. Not the 10, not the 20, not the 35, not the 50, and not the 60. Your house will not blow up. So on day 10 through 14, they're pulsing the, 10, uh, the 35 gigahertz frequency through your house. People are getting sick. By day 14 and 13, they're dead. This is where you make your move. If you're going to escape the um, kill zone, on day 12, most people are sick. Most people don't give any, don't care. You make your way to the boundary. You have to have a plan. You have to know where the boundary is. You make your way to the boundary on day, starting on day 12. You have to get out before, before day 15 because day 15 they're pulsing or they're sending the towers. The towers are shooting out 50 gigahertz, which is close to microwave frequency. On the smart meter in your house, they're pumping out the 50 gigahertz frequency if you didn't turn off that the breakers. So day 15 and 16, it's impossible to live in the kill zone in these uh, targeted cities because you just can't live through 50. So day 18 through 21, the towers are shooting out uh, 60 gigahertz. No way. And they... On day 19, they're pulse, they pulse the 60 gigahertz through your smart meter and your house blows up. But by day 14, hopefully you will be long gone. You will have crossed over into the boundary, into safe area. So that's a basic, real simple um, instructions how to escape and survive out of the kill zone. So prepare, beware, and be safe. And until next time, good night and God bless. All right. Thank you, friends, for listening to that. There are several mistakes um, in her commentary. I wonder if you could comment on this, Julia. What, what do you think of that information? Um, well, it's intense. 
Um, so you said there's several mistakes. I'm, uh, I'm not really sure. I guess on my first impression would be that maybe it wouldn't be that intense. Maybe it would be more of a slow kill. So, um, like it sound, just sounded like she was trying to scare us too much and that it might be more of a slow boil than something that's that quick, but that's only my personal opinion. Well, I think what she's talking about um, right now is what happened in Maui, that there, oh. was a, there was a power down. I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing. There right. was a power down before they blew up the houses. Everybody's talking about all these directed energy weapons. I've been saying the whole time they're using the smart meters. They're blowing up the houses with the smart meters. There's no question in my mind that this is what is happening. Okay, and she's the first person that I've heard actually address the fact that this is what they are doing. Right. Yeah, I've heard of that in several other places, too, like some yeah. of the fires in Colorado. Yes, and in, in, in California, in uh, right. Paris, California, so and probably elsewhere around the world. So this is why I urge my listeners to get the damn meter off your house. But this woman made several incorrect comments. For example, the 35 gigahertz frequency is not the oxygen absorption frequency. 60 gigahertz is. So when they start pumping 60 gigahertz, this is what's happening to the children in China and in the U.S. now. Okay, they're going to have trouble breathing. They are developing lung nodules. This is all symptoms of radiation sickness. Okay, there's several other things that this woman said that I'm trying to remember right now. But she has to, it's like she doesn't understand what's going on. So she says, when you get to the 35 gigahertz frequency, now you're in the microwave range. <laughs> I mean, the microwave range starts like... Yeah, it's in, a lot higher than that, right? <laughs> no, the microwave range actually starts in the megahertz range. In the oh, thousands. oh, right. Okay, not the billions. The millimeter wave starts in much higher, okay? Like 30 gigahertz and above would be millimeter range frequencies, and these, of course, are lethal. The bees are dropping dead. All, you know, birds are dropping dead all over the country. Pets are dropping dead. This is actually being, you know, I think we're being output right now about 23 gigahertz. So like you said, this is a slow kill. This has been happening slowly, like frogs in a boiling pot of water. They're slowly amping it up. And if what this woman says is correct, that there are kill cities, and of course there are, Paradise, Maui, what's going on, what happened in Colorado, all of these places, they were kill cities. If you happen to be in one of them, you might want to take her advice and turn your electric off. Okay, completely. You are an expert at how to survive this, Julia. When without electric. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, my advice is just get out. <laughs> Uh, let's go to break, and then I want you to talk to people about what you're doing. Thank you.
homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. So we just listened to a very interesting... uh, video about smart meters being used as weapons to blow up houses. Julia, uh, you know, this woman suggested that everybody should turn off the electric to their house in order to get through this period of time. She's talking about a three-week period of time. I just want to stress, I don't think that they would shut down the grid for three weeks, but apparently maybe because everybody would wake up. (laughs) Seriously, people would snap out of their out of their frequency-induced hypnosis and wake up to what is going on. So they won't do that, but they might extend the kill zone kills over a three-week period. I don't know. But, Julia, if people have to turn their electric off, you are an expert at survival. Often. Yeah. 
Can you right. share, share with people what you would do? Well, for sure. What I would do if I was stuck in a suburban situation and wasn't prepared with firewood and everything, um, let's see, what would I what I would probably get a propane space heater first thing and you use large tanks of propane for that, like a Mr. Buddy or something like that, and just use that to keep yourself warm in the um in yeah, in the winter months. Make sure it's well that you're in a ventilated area, crack a window because there can be risks with these things. And I would do the same for cooking, use a little propane cook stove. Um and, and so the heaters if they're putting out um, noxious fumes, that's why you have to leave them open. Can you leave them on when you're sleeping, or is this really dangerous? Hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't. I would probably just leave it on when I was around to supervise it and get the house warm and then turn it off and use a bunch of blankets and sleeping bags. And always make sure you have enough warm sleeping bags. If you ha- if you put two sleeping bags together, it keeps it really warm and then put some quilts over the top. Okay. And so that's what I would do. I've been living in a trailer without heat for years. I have a fireplace, but I often don't use it and just, you know, use a bunch of blankets and dress warm. Yeah. You know, my cat was born on Maui, and she doesn't like the cold. She's always sitting right next to the space heater. Uh, <laughs> speak, so speak, speaking of cats, they're great for um, for warmth. Mine, my, I have two right now, and they crawl in my sleeping bag with me and yeah. raise raise the heat level significantly. Yeah, they like it where it's warm. I know we have a caller, but before we t- we, before we take the caller, I want to ask you had also talked about a way to preserve food in clay pots in your book. Can you talk about that? For sure. That actually works better in the summer months. But what you do is you put t- t- take two large terracotta pots, such as what you would use for gardening, and put, them, put, the larger, put the smaller one inside the larger one, make a layer of sand in between the two, and then put a terracotta lid on the top and a wet rag. And what you do is you keep the sand moist. Just have a bucket of, of water next to it and keep adding it and put it in a sunny location and how it works is by evaporative cooling, and it'll keep a bottle of milk cold. It's called a zeer pot, Z-E-E-R. They use them in places like Africa in areas where there aren't, where there isn't refrigeration, and they actually work. Okay, so you would get like a 15-inch size terracotta pot, then a 13-inch that can fit right into it. Sand goes around it, and then you put the food in the smaller pot with a clay top. Right. Right. Uh huh. And then put some wet rags over the top of that and keep okay. them keep them moist and put it in a sunny location. And as the sun um, evaporates the water from the sand layer, it just works by evaporative cooling and keeps it cold. Great. Okay, Lark in Texas, what would you like to say? Uh, well, first of all, this is my first time to call you into your show, Denise. I'm a huge fan, and. Uh, I love the topic. Uh, that that technology re- regarding refrigeration was, I think, developed by desert peoples, uh, principally the Arabs. But what I want to say in, in brief is uh, there's a woman named Catherine Watt who's a paralegal, experienced paralegal, 15 years. And uh, if you do a search on republicbroadcasting.org for that name, Catherine with a K and then Watt or Lark, either way, 
you're going to come up to uh, her revelations regarding what the military terms a killing field, a kill box, or a kill zone. And this is what the American people are being maneuvered into. This is uh, all these vaccines, for example, were uh, born from the Department of Defense and partnered up with the Department of Health and Human Services. And, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Paul, P-A-L-L, spoke extensively about this uh, 5G stuff and uh, all this EMF and everything else. And so what you all were talking about is precisely right on. But what we need to understand is this is actually being authorized by our own government. They're actually working a depopulation agenda worldwide, and this is part of it. So if that's helpful, uh, yeah, all the talk about the military-grade infrastructure with the cell towers and where I live, about a mile from uh, University of Texas at Dallas and about three miles from Texas Instrument, everybody in this area where I live is so tech-crazed, it's unbelievable. Thank you, Mark. we got to go to break. I appreciate your comments, and I agree with you. You could stick around, and we'll let you finish after the break. Okay? I want to live like this forever Until the sky falls down on me You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. 
Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Let's jump right back in, folks. So, is Lark still there? I am. Okay, did you want to finish your commentary? No, ma'am. I think I've said enough. I hope I was helpful. Okay. uh, And I appreciate the both of you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. You bet. All right, Julia, do you want to respond to anything that Lark said? You want to share anything? Um, Nah, just basically sounds about right. Yeah. We're all we're all really starting to get it. We have another caller, Francis in North Carolina. What would you like to say, Francis? Hey, gals. Hey uh, there. Wishing you all a fun weekend for that matter to start off with. Uh, actually, I have uh, two. Uh, actually, I'm grateful to Lark for what uh, the commentary he just expressed because a lot of people don't know that, and they tend to put their heads in the dirt like an ostrich to start off with. They don't uh, know what. They don't know what. What uh, Mark just. Uh, Lark had just expressed in, uh, in his commentary just now uh, about who is involved and so forth and what all is entailing. Aside from that, I am wondering about one thing. With all this whole process of the ele- uh, electromagnetic pollution and so forth and, and how they're trying to radiate people, I wonder if they got their, uh, this is a kind of an oxymoron, of having gotten that start back in 2001 after the 9-11 fiasco occurred. Because if you recall, whenever people went to the uh, airport, they ha- if they did not submit to a pat-down to having themselves manhandled or woman-handled or whatever the case might be, uh, if they didn't volunteer to do that, then they had to be put into what was called a backscatter uh, scanner. In other words, they had to stand in this machine just to be shot with some, milli- some millowave uh, radiation or whatever the case was. Uh, to check to see if you had any instruments of mass destruction or whatever the case might be, which is an oxymoron itself. Uh, that's one uh, aspect I'm wondering about that's being based off of as a experiment for that matter at that time. The other aspect is that this is being used to do population control and harm their fellow human beings. I think another example of that is when they uh, re- uh, ask you to put a chip in your animal's in, in their body, yep. whether it be a dog or a cat. So that way they have the premise of, well, that way you can find Fido if they happen to get lost. Well, if Fido knows where home is, why do they have to have a chip shoved up their backside? And two, the aspect of the say that the chip is inert until otherwise activated, that's the biggest crock of BS I've ever heard because, unfortunately, years ago um, we had a canine I probably already decided to see before. I don't recall. Um, 
we had a canine that had one, and they declared it was the inert, but I couldn't find out it wasn't. Because, unfortunately, we ran into a situation where we had to have them put to sleep because they started having neurological problems. Exactly. They had lost, exactly. they had lost their muscle action. They had lost control of their physiological actions, and it was like they were having a seizure. And my other half had to hold them uh, in order for me to find an emergency bed at 2 or 3 or 4 in the morning. And that was the most horrific thing I'd ever been through in my life. I literally cried uh, uh, with them having to, one, I asked them to give them a sedation to help calm them down. And so uh, they could finally do the final uh, injection to send them on. And they were—they still had many years ahead of them. They were yeah, very exactly. young. Exactly, Francis. So um, do you, I'm, do you I'm looking. I'm looking. This? I'm looking. Go ahead, <laughs> Julia. Do you want to speak to this? Um, yeah, basically, just that it's a tragedy when that this stuff is happening to pets. I've seen pets have like a weird seizure-like um, things that they do, and I don't know a hundred percent if it's for Wi-Fi. But these are all in homes that have Wi-Fi. And mm-hmm. it was behaviors we didn't see 20, 30 years ago. Mm-mm. So yeah, exactly. I, I think I, and I've tried to convince people to turn off their Wi-Fi and their Alexa and that stuff so that their cat would stop pulling its fur out. But so far, I haven't been able to convince anyone. Which is well, a sad, a it's a sad state of affairs that men yeah. are more attached to their devices than their pets and their children they would rather those pets and children die than give up their phones and their Wi-Fi. This is well, that, really what's happening. Yeah. Well, that's generally because they think that, well, if you complain about it, then you must be one of those conspiracy wackos that uh, are <laughs> terrified of whatever and wearing a, a tenfold hat. And I'm like, yeah, I'd gladly wear my designer tenfold hat. Thank you very much. I'm not stupid. And right, people walk around a, like zombies. We got to move on, Francis. Y'all take care. Have fun. So important. Thank you very much. Francis needs to have her own show (laughs) because she really has a lot of information to share and she's a good speaker. So with the pets, my friends, you know, how could you consider putting electromagnetic frequencies into your pet's body? It's the same mentality of allowing yourself to be injected with these technologies and your children we have children right now you know babies being born with turbo cancers i saw a picture of one baby the baby didn't make it of course with a brain tumor i mean it had to be the size of a watermelon wow extremely severe i just saw that this morning you know, there's a Dr. Makis, M-A-K-I-S, that has a substack that's following this stuff. These technologies are lethal. They are lethal. And I still, I, you know, like you, Julia, I don't know how people are still walking. Right. Like how, why don't they notice it? Is it that they're not paying attention to what's happening to their body? I think they're just so disconnected because they've been immersed in it for so long and it is addictive. It's, psycholo- it's, it's psychologically and physically addictive and the, the dopamine release from checking your Facebook status and your phone to get text messages 
and the actual physical frequencies that are addicting that are programmed into these things. And the combination of that, people just don't want to tear themselves away from it and don't really know how. It's it's like pornography. Right. We, we are dealing with a spiritual realm. Okay, it's a very dark spiritual realm from which these frequencies and, you know, from also from which pornography is being created, that there are demonic energies coming in through the porn. I mentioned this earlier on. They're gathering on the sets before they start shooting to bring demons onto the set so that the demons will be unleashed in people's lives who watch these films. Okay, it's very similar with what is going on with the wireless devices, that demons are coming into our realm through these waves. These are anti-life demonic frequencies. And this is also why we have such a huge problem with evil on the earth right now, because we're literally bringing it in by having these devices. This is a metaphysical issue. I think Lorca or, or Francis, one of them was alluding to this, that there, there's a bigger energy here that we have to contend with. Have you give that, given that any thought, Julia? Well, just if, you, if you're a person who is lucky or unlucky lucky enough to actually feel these frequencies, it, it feels wrong. That's the only way I can describe it. And I'll just say there's a reason why I call them Satan trees, cell towers. Exactly. And you called your machine, your cell phone device, you know, saying die, dark force, die. Dark right. Force, dark force machine. Yeah, and I use that as a metaphor, but, you know, it, it is how it feels when, it, when it, it feels like you're under physical attack and that there's this dark cloud of dark force energy, as I used to call it, moving across the landscape. And if, if we could, if we could physically see it with our eyes, as some creatures can, then I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't look pretty. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't just be an invisible rainbow. It would be a dark, disgusting cloud of death is probably how it would appear. Well, when you think about how it, how it sounds, Right, which you can prove. You can listen to that any time. You can listen to it with an EMF meter. Right. Okay. So I'm sure it wouldn't look pretty either. No, not at all. And I want to I want to chime in here to share something with you and also my listeners. Ultrasound is worse than all the electromagnetic frequencies because it's a combination of electromagnetic radiation and acoustic radiation. So we're getting, we're getting a double whammy with ultrasound. I'm going to be interviewing somebody in a couple of weeks that has a doctor actually that's done research on creating homeopathic remedies, treating the water with ultrasonic waves in order for us to better understand what ultrasound is doing. Okay, and one of the things, I'm not going to give it all away because he's coming on the show in two weeks. One of the persons who took the remedy, in addition to saying, I hear children screaming in silence, 
Something seems to have entered our being and completely altered us. I will never be the same again. I will never be myself. Wow. Yeah. So the children are being tortured in the womb through the medical establishment, which is run by the same bloodlines, the same satanic religious cult that controls our government right now, that controls and owns the media. And I don't want to say their name because, Julia, I know you're not really into this. My listeners are. Okay. These people, these mutant entities masquerading as part of mankind are torturing infants in the womb with both ultrasound and also with another part of their cult promoting the use of wireless devices such as mothers with pregnant bellies holding cell phones on top of their pregnant bellies such as parents using Wi-Fi and cordless phones, allowing the smart meter to stay on their house, getting baby monitors. Once the baby is born, you are torturing your children and, of course, destroying them, destroying their brains, destroying their organs, destroying their reproductive capacity, all of it. Would you like to say anything about that, Julia? Well, yeah, just that I agree. And it's the saddest thing ever when when they, when they go after the kids. It's, they don't well, have a choice. They're go- defenseless. Right. They've been going after the, well, you know, it's, anyway, I don't want to, it's interesting because I read, you know, I'm preparing for a webinar on prenatal trauma. And I've I've come across all these interesting stories of children who are describing where they were before they were conceived. Cool. Go ahead. Oh, I just said cool. Yeah, and they're describing how they choose their parents. So at a larger from a larger perspective, these are eternal beings, these children, okay? who are coming into this realm to have an experience. Most of them are actually saying they're coming in to help their mothers or their fathers, that that's their main reason for coming to the earth, that their parents are suffering. And that's why they choose these particular parents. And they describe God and they describe what it's like. On the other side, they describe what it's like when they're coming in. It's amazing. It's amazing who these children really are. So when we look at them, and I'm, I'm assuming pets are the same. I think so. Yeah, that these are actually immense spiritual beings, all animals, all life, all living things are here and having this experience. But it's mankind that has the responsibility to put an end to this because we are the ones using the devices. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts about that, Julia? Yeah, well, I think I've always thought of my pets as as guides, like wiser beings that were here to just, you know, having their own experiences, but also here to help me through it. You know, like a guiding spirit. And I imagine kids are the same way. 
Big time. Big time. So, and I want to stress about the medical establishment as well, that they've been torturing infants who are coming in through through hospital birth and also through what passes for prenatal care. They've been doing this for many decades. This is not new. They've been torturing babies for at least 100 years. Well, their brains aren't fully developed yet. So, of course, they're feeling the frequencies more than adults would be. And completely, like I think it was you that was saying that babies like are in the womb when they're being blasted by ultrasound, they curl up and try to get away from it. Yep, they do. They do. There's one story where um, the baby, like this two and a half year old said to her mother, Mom, why did you do that? There was a needle coming in to where I was trying to grow. And it was really... Mary, they're talking about amniocentesis. Creepy. It's amazing. It's amazing that we have allowed the medical establishment to tell us that they don't remember anything until after they're three. Okay, that they don't feel pain. Same thing with animals. So they operate on infants with no anesthetic, cutting off parts of their penis. Right. Who decides that they don't feel pain? Well. Right. (laughs) Rhetorical question. The question we need to ask ourselves is how could we have believed these monsters that babies don't feel pain? Yeah. Animals don't feel pain. And so it's okay to operate on them without any form of pain relief. They do this to pets all the time. You go and have your pet you know, spayed or neutered, you better ask if they're going to use anesthesia because a lot of these places don't. Wow. Yeah, and then your pet comes back all screwed up for the rest of its life. It has Mm -hmm. behavior changes after this. This is the nature of the medical establishment. Yeah. And it has been, and they're also, you know, before the wireless grid, they were also responsible for exposing the children and everybody to the most radiation of all possible sources. Their devices are based on this death-wielding energy. All of their devices. As you can tell, Julia, I have a real penchant for exposing the medical people. Well, good. (laughs) It's a wicked cult. And as you know, as you pointed out, when you go into a hospital, what's happening there? Yeah, it's the worst of any of anywhere in town. The worst, most deadly place, if you're electrosensitive or otherwise, is the hospital. And you would think that a hospital would be an area of healing and like nature and, um, you know, something that didn't have deadly frequencies blasting you when you're trying to heal. Which would be the case if there was actually um, medicine happening. But we're dealing with a cult of death. We're dealing with a cult that has said more than 100 years ago, you know, to try to encourage their children to become doctors so that they can kill the non-Jews. Which they're doing in very large numbers. We'd better get this, folks. And avoid them like the plague. I mean, it is worrying because like you, Julia, we sometimes have to go in. You know, yeah. if, we, if we want a test done, 
Right. Or if you have a broken bone and, but if it's not a dire emergency, I'd recommend staying away from the medical establishment as much as possible. Yeah. I made the mistake of going, um, in early 2022, because I, I experienced shedding from my chiropractor. He was triple oh. as oh, I, no. I was so, what I think is close to death, my heart was completely Ooh. out of control, which is what made me go, because I really thought I was having a heart attack and I was going to die. This was going on for several days. But going in there, thank God they took me right away, you know? Wow. Do you mute yourself because I'm hearing a bag shuffling or something? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. Thank you, hon. So I only stayed there. They wanted to run. They ran some tests, and then they wanted to stay to run a second set of tests. I was there for like an hour, and I was like, I have to get out of here. I can't stay. I'm not staying. And do you know it was like $2,000? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Between the hospital and the doctor that never came in and all the other stuff that they charge you for. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Really ridiculous. Thank God I got out of there alive. But I didn't have any I didn't get to the point that you let yourself get to where you had to just lay on the ground and try to recover. Yeah. Yeah. I left before that because I right. I told them I can't take it can't take all the radiation i got to get out of here for sure so so i did and this is something else for people to know whenever you go to a doctor you're going to be exposed to massive radiation in their office not all of them like the dentist i just went to and had a tooth pulled without any anesthetic because i didn't want them to inject anything into me Wow. I know. How how intense was that? (laughs) You know, it was actually more intense to be in their office. Wow. Which was actually like in the orange. It wasn't even the red. Okay. It was in the orange on my um, Safe and Sound Pro 2 meter. So it was high, but not in the red. And I was very uncomfortable sitting and waiting. I had to wait for maybe 30 minutes. I finally got in there and the tooth came out in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it hurt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just curious because I've considered pulling them myself at times because it's gotten so bad and I wasn't able to get into the dentist um, office. They wouldn't. They made me wait a couple of weeks, so I just had to suffer for days, you know, and I almost pulled it myself. Wow. Well, it's probably better to have somebody that's, that knows how to pull the tooth for sure she had the right equipment because she knew where to grab yeah like imagine imagine if it broke off in there well exactly yeah she knew where to grab and also how to just you know maneuver it side to side briefly to get the whole thing to come out in one piece so it did come out in one piece in 30 seconds and it hurt for about three minutes or so after and then I never had another thought about it. Wow. Yeah, there was no pain after that whatsoever. So I yeah, am... Good, looking, good, good to know. Yeah. For next time I'm in that situation. Yeah, finding a dentist that's willing to 
to pull it. There's also clove oil. You know, I put clove oil on my gums. And Prick, I, prickly lettuce is amazing. Oh, really? It's a common garden weed, and you can, I talk about it in my book, but you can just, um, it's got this white sap, and you just put it directly on a, on an infected tooth, and it'll take the swelling way down, and also kind of knock you out, make you tired and sleepy, which is really good when you're dealing with a toothache, because I'm missing a bunch of teeth, and um, I had to, had to suffer for days with toothaches on each one, so I'm an expert on this. Yeah. As, also, as, as as way too many of us are. I also um, took Kratom, which is okay. a, it's a plant that works like an opioid drug. So I took two capsules. I have a I have Kratom here before I went in in order okay, to. Okay, yeah, good to know. Yeah. So the, And she was down with it, this dentist. She was really like, okay, I'm okay with whatever makes you comfortable. That's okay. cool. We've, we're, how can people find you, Julia? It looks like we're out of time. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, my just search Julia Lupine, um, and there's an interview with me that'll come up, too, on video on Google. But, um, yeah, search on Amazon, Julia Lupine, and my book is called Under a Rock, an Electrosensitive Survival Guide. Julia Lupine, the last word is spelled L-U-P-I-N-E. Like the flower. What's that? Like the flower. Right on. And I do highly recommend your book. I have found it to be a very interesting and amusing read. You know, you're kind of injecting some humor into it. And, um, yeah, I think people can learn a lot from reading your book. So I hope they will buy it. Any last-minute things you'd like to share with my listeners? Well, just take care and good luck, everyone. And I will share everybody. Take action to get that smart meter off your house. Call the electric company. Tell them you want an opt-out. If they don't offer an opt-out, move. And I'm not, I'm not joking around. Get out. All right, friends. We'll be back next week <laughs> with more deeply important information. Thank you, Julia. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you, Frank. Bye for now. media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.